everyone and welcome. I'm back to interviewing. Isn't that exciting? Yes. I have decided to interview some more folk. It's not going to be every week. It's going to be a bit all over the place. Who gives a fuck? This week I'm interviewing a friend. Is he? Is the name? Please enjoy this interview. Um, yeah, it was very enjoyable to record. I had a great time, and I'll just shut the fuck up. Just, just, just listen. Hello, Izzy. Hi. <laughs> um, How are you? I am very good. How are you? I'm. I'm doing alright, thank you. Good. Well, it's so nice to have you on the podcast. Um, well, it would be great just to start with um basically i just have as a bullet point here i'm so prepared for this interview and i basically write like if you could just share some background on you like who are you izzy (laughs) (laughs) um well i'm izzy i am a drama student i'm second year um at the university that we go to i don't i don't know if i should disclose that but (laughs) um yeah, so I, I do drama with Leo, who's previously been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, many times. Um, I'm Because if you live with me, you're going to be on the podcast about, you know, four or five times, because that's the way, just the way it works. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, where are you from? What is your heritage? Stuff like that, because I, I actually do not know the answer to the question. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm from Leicester. I was born and raised in Leicester, which is like East Midlands area of England. Um, and my heritage is, so my dad is Jewish and Romani, and my mum is Welsh and English. So, oh wow, that's yeah. a mix. I love bit that. Bit of a mix, yeah. How has that? How has that like been? Uh, like you know, it like is what are you? Which you know part of that heritage are you most like? Would you say influenced by, or is it all equal? Like do you do you have like Welsh kicks, or like what is the deal? <laughs> My mum uh, loves making Welsh cakes, so we do have Welsh cakes a lot. Um, <laughs> my, uh, I guess the room, uh, like the Jewish and Romany bit, um, usually, it's mostly, it actually comes from my grandma, which is my dad's, my dad's mum on that side, um, more than my actual, more than like my dad, because she, we kind of grew up eating the kind of food and, you know, she taught me how to do like tarot and uh, tea leaves and wheat palms. Oh shit! Really? So, oh my yeah. god! Yeah. So, like, if I, hard, can you explain how the tea leaf or how does it work then? So basically, you have been taught how to do it. So basically, what could so if you were able to, you do it for me. What could you be able to tell me? Like, obviously, you don't know because you haven't got them in front of you. But like, what is the gain? Like, what is the you're doing it so you can tell me like the future or th- that what it is. Um, well, people tend to call it like fortune telling, so like they think it's about the future, but really, I'm kind of deciphering stuff about you from this kind of whatever whatever it is. So like um, tarot's or palms or tea leaves, um, and what I can decipher from that, I can then kind of try and give you some kind of instincts. Because a lot of it is based on instinct, um, about like what I kind of, my intuition about you, 
and what kind of person you are and where that might lead you based on where you are now. Okay, that is hella interesting. I'm very intrigued and will like how long did that take to learn? That's what I'm wanting to know right now. Well, I'm still kind of learning it. Um, she kind of started telling me about it when I was about probably fifteen, I think. I want to were say fifteen. Interested immediately? Um, like, were you? Yes. Oh my gosh, I was as soon as she because I didn't know this before. I didn't know that she could do all of this stuff, and my dad can actually do it. He doesn't believe in it. He doesn't think that he's, he thinks it's all like <laughs> hobble gobble. <laughs> But he's really good at it, which I find hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so when I was like fifteen, and I'm still, I'm still kind of getting the hang of like, especially palm reading, because a lot of it is like, it, it, it can be very, um, it's just a lot going on, where and like especially, <laughs> oh my gosh, the amount of people that ask me to do it, and I'm like drunk, and I'm like, I, I can't do it now. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> oh my god. Um... But, yeah what is your drink of choice just side ball here oh sex on the beach everywhere i go I oh really yeah off that the is bat. it's a bit basic it's so fucking good though it's so nice because it's not carbonated either there's no like fizzy stuff in it so it doesn't yes really want to that's why it. i love it yes i hate exactly. fizzy drinks oh, oh my god bk's Ooh. oh see BK's. no i could i could have a bk sometimes but it would have to be like it's like a mixed drink so it's like not as fizzy as it like, would be just as a VK, but oh, um, I can't be having like Coke or like Diet Coke or anything like that. It's just it's an. I despise Coke. If anybody ever gives me anything like even just normal Coke, I'm like, no, I can't drink that. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I off track there. But so, be born in Leicester, raised in Leicester. What? Mm-hmm. How would you describe Leicester to an outsider like me? Because I, I think I've been there, but I don't remember. Um, so, I didn't grow up in like the city of Leicester. So I normally just say Leicester because it's like the place okay. everybody knows. Where are you actually um, from then? I live in a village called... <laughs> Please don't laugh. I live in a village called Quorn. Spelt. The exact same way as like Quorn Chicken. So Q-U-O-R-N. <laughs> oh my God, is that where they got it from? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even tell. I always get that like question and i'm like i can't i can't answer that i don't actually know so you're from a wee small is it a village you're saying yeah yeah it's quite a big village but it's it's definitely a village yeah um but that's nice do you think you're great are you grateful now you're living in a city now and are you grateful that you were raised in a village over a city you know are you one for the crazy busy lifestyle that you people in like leicester would have um, I kind of, I didn't move to like a massive city like Birmingham, just because I really like the quaintness of a lot of places. So like Worcester's actually quite, it's very small and it's in the middle of like nowhere. Yeah. So it's it kind of, I suit very quiet areas. I'm quite a nice, quiet person. So mm-hmm. um, I kind of suit that kind of environment. So I'm very happy here. Yes, I, I totally agree. It, it, it is nice that it's just it's just not too big i think in later in life i would enjoy a bigger city and busyness when i'm a working person but at the minute you know with uni Mm -hmm. i think that i need to have 
a bit of silence at times so then I can actually do something with my life, you know, and do a bit of work. Because oh, it was, yeah, if it was, if the buzz was going all the time, I would never get anything done. Um, uh, but like, so basically, name dropping, you know, who gives a fuck? Worcester Uni, we've already done it. Um, how do you feel like as a student of the uni, you know what I mean? Like I, it, just because I think, it's just, I just find it really interesting that, you know, just, just to hear, hear how people find their life as a student because, you know, it's hard being, uh, you know, just a student in the first place. You know, it is just hard. Your courses are hard, you know, trying to juggle work, jobs and everything else and, you know, your identity or whatever. I'm just wondering how you find, you know, doing drama and all at uni. We'll get into the drama in a minute, but I'm just thinking, like, as a student, how have you found it? I live it here. Like, Worcester was my first choice. And it's as soon as I got in and, like, actually started talking to the lecturers... I knew that, like, they really cared about what we actually had to say and mm-hmm. what we thought. Um, and that is kind of one of the top priorities for me when going to, like, to study somewhere. Because I know that they actually care about me. Yeah. And yeah. they want to listen and they actually think we have really, like, creative ideas and they just want to see us grow as performers and, like, actually go off and do something rather than just kind of getting grades and then moving on yeah um, yeah so i i absolutely love it here and it's been everything i've kind of obviously ignoring the whole covid thing uh it's been <laughs> exactly what i wanted and expected from coming here and did you know anyone coming here did you like have any friends actually it's funny you say that i do have i chose worcester because i had a friend that came here okay. she's a year above me um she came here and I honestly just needed, like, another open day. I was like, you know what, five open days, it's a round number, I'll just go here. I wasn't, I honestly was not expecting, like, anything from this. But then I came and I immediately was just like, yeah, this is where I want to go. <laughs> like, I remember bringing my parents and then they were just like, this matches your vibe so well. Oh, really? They knew, did they? <laughs> yeah, they were fully just like, yeah. Fuck, that's, like... I have a thing with the open day of the Worcester. Um, I had it booked and I could cancel because of COVID. And um, I was moving over from Northern Ireland, obviously, and I knew oh God, absolutely yeah. no one. And I was like, if I don't like this uni, I am going to fucking lose it because I, my whole, it was such a hassle. Like, I mean, hate to be a moan, yeah. but like, it is just so much more a hassle because we, my mum, doesn't like you know driving on the boat so it was like my mom my and my auntie and, and me tracking over with everything i fucking own and Jeez, if i didn't oh like god. it how the hell would i get all this stuff back <laughs> it was just like oh my god but turns out i fucking love it so it's worked out so well good um, oh, oh my god i can't even imagine like we have so many international students on our course and it's just like it's mental yeah, like, it is everywhere worse than me. Jesus Christ, people come from Portugal, Norway, so you know all of it. How yeah. was it actually like moving over here from Ireland? Yeah, it was, uh, but it was stressful. Like it was, it was like, mm. I I just worry about like, fucking the luggage and stuff, and just like you know, not really if it like it's lost more if it like, you know, if it gets over the weight and then money and then if we have to like get rid of some stuff and I was kind of like. Oh gosh, yeah. And we had to, like, me and my mum and my auntie lived, like, for the first, because I arrived a day, or two days maybe before, it was, it was the cheapest flight, it was like, because the 
COVID was obviously a thing, and it was like flights were like very, you know, they were sp- a lot more spaced out than they would have been in normal times, and we um got a flight booked, and it was two days before I actually had to move into uni, so um we were living like with all my shit in a premier in room, and. Oh yeah it was it was crazy but I wouldn't change it for the world now it was so funny you know looking back we like like people like Leo for example knew, and mm. other people would say that they, they spotted this person with a pink case because uh, we were up and down from the Premier Inn like fucking eight times this massive pink case oh and people like just like goes just that boy with the pink case and I was like that's me <laughs> Because me and my auntie and my mom just had to do multiple trips and like go on and then and then so obviously I have all my clothes and we, instead of you know we brought up like big pink case and small case and then had the stuff the, and then another round of stuff then I had to do the grocery shopping then I had to do like the actual bedding and everything it was like four or five trips it was insane but you know <laughs> thank you for asking got there in the end <laughs> yes um I want to go into the drama now because it's it's a real deal I would love to know mm-hmm. what it is like for you studying drama because like why did you choose drama um you from what I hear you're you're enjoying drama and I'm just wondering um what is the goal after uni but start with the first question why did you choose drama <laughs> um I chose drama because I love it <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah that's basically it's what I'm I, I was always best not like it, it was my best subject in school um mm-hmm. and I've always especially the physical aspect of it I'm terrible at lighting uh, I'm just I'm oh like I'm even essays I'm still terrible at even if even though we have to do it like still um, <laughs> but oh my gosh I've I've just always been so much better at performing than like anything else so yeah it's kind of a no-brainer for what I wanted to do at uni yeah and when was your like when was was there a moment like obviously you were getting good grades in school and that was like right okay then maybe I'm on to something here but was there a performance a particular time where you were like like this is it this is the feeling that I get you know like the thrill that you get when you perform oh I think it was um Oh gosh, I cannot remember what age I was, but uh, I was in this like youth theatre when I was younger with some of my friends, mm-hmm. um, and I was kind of like my mum always like described me as like this like quiet kid, um, but then we did a show of Mary Poppins, um, and <laughs> I can't remember. I must have been like maybe thirteen, fourteen, maybe I think I'm not sure, um, but I because my dad's from Croydon like South London um I was uh, very good at uh, a Cockney accent because my grandma's also Cockney so Jewish Cockney woman brilliant um (laughs) and so I could do the accent quite well um pardon me sorry uh (laughs) and yeah and I just I loved auditioning for the role which was really like they just kind of brought me in to do it I didn't plan on kind of going in for it I was I was very happy in the chorus uh, but then they brought me in for it and I was like oh, oh god whoops but <laughs> then um I did it and I was like I actually really enjoyed that you know and then I remember after it um like after we'd actually done like the show the show and my mum came up to me and was just like I'm sorry 
where did that come from? Because <laughs> you are a, such a quiet kid and now you're just like dancing, singing to like Step in Time, this Cockney accent that came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> and I remember the director's wife, I think, actually came up to me and she was like, that was very like naturally done. That looked like very natural for you to be doing all of that. It didn't look like you were acting. And I think it's just because I was just like acting as my granddad. Because he's just like that. Um, but yeah, so that's the point where I was just like, oh, maybe I'm actually good at this, you know? Yeah, oh, it does sound so sweet um, though. It is so nice so to hear like even you know I did I did the comedy night the other week and uh, it just oh my gosh yeah I really wanted to see that I was uh, really trying to come but I I like I had stuff and I really wanted to come I promise you oh I I don't worry I could I could send you the link if you want I have a video <gasps> recorded um but I just wanted to, I I don't want to make it about me but I'm just kind of saying that um I I totally get what you mean though just like or like in saying that you know just like people saying things like just to get that wee bit of validation of like you know mm. like someone an outsider perspective like who was the person you saying someone's 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 wife or something um yeah, it was the director's wife you know what i mean like you know what i mean like it's that's someone who yeah. has no need you know like your parents kind of like you know you did well well done yeah um but this is for an outsider it's just so cool because like one of the comedians came up to me after the show and was like you did really well for your first ever set i just think it's oh my gosh yeah that's was, so cool yeah, but you being Mary Poppins is even fucking cooler. Or you acting in <laughs> Mary Poppins is fucking awesome. Oh, it's yeah. just like a little like you fit thing, but. <laughs> but still though, you know what I mean. It's just like, it, yeah. it, it, that's awesome, and so, just staying on the point of drama, I'm wondering, mm. um, do you have a plan after? Like, do you know what you want? You want to act, of course. You want to, mm. because that is what you are good at. You know what I mean. But is there? anywhere you want to travel to or go or what are you thinking oh gosh that's a question that is i've got a few honestly i've got a few different routes just in case they don't work out properly (laughs) um so one of them is obviously i do i do m theater so we in our degree we create a theater company anyway so um, yes one of the ideas is to create a theater company and then with the uni you can actually work with the lecturers and put on performances at the uni and then obviously people can come and watch and oh, that's pretty that. good for networking and meeting people yeah so that's that's one that's one very very plausible um gateway i guess which i very much want to do uh, and then the other one is actually go do a women's studies degree well like a master's degree um up in up in the north, either York or Leeds. I was looking at. So, oh wow! Yeah, that's so interesting, and I hate to be the half, the glass half empty kind of person, but I'm thinking that like you maybe you just can explain to me. Hopefully you can. I'm just wondering that if, how many people are in on your course? Just like roughly. Oh, on the M theatre course specifically, I think there's about fifteen, but overall in drama because we do mix together quite a lot i think there's about 30 of us no yeah i was just thinking about the 15 people i'm just wondering like um 15 people creating theater companies at the same time is it one theater company or is it individual theater companies uh usually it's like um you just make a group with people that you kind of want to work with oh, so okay okay it's like 
it could be however many people in the theatre company, but usually there's there's separate ones. So usually it's not all 15 people. It's usually maybe two to six, usually. Okay, good. Because I'm thinking, uh, I was my half gla- glass, half empty, fuck, I can't get that word out. <laughs> um, it was like 15 theatre companies. Um, that's going to be quite the competitive market, but if it's two or three, that oh sounds thrilling. That sounds good competition. It's like, you know, knuckling down to the final five of RuPaul, you know. It's oh my kind, gosh. You know what I mean? It's... We're going to have to lip sync for our life and that's our <laughs> master's degree. That's our dissertation. <laughs> whoever, whoever wins the lip sync basically gets to win the theatre company, but gets to make it. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah, you get a first yeah, in your it. master's. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Um, but that's it. You thought about it, though. That's good. A lot of people kind of just don't really think about what's next after uni. It's kind of the, it kind of shock to the system then whenever they do reach the end of their yeah. uni career. They're kind of like, oh, fuck, what do I do now? I think that's why I have, like, so many roots, though, because I'm so scared of just not knowing what, um, what like, is going to happen. Yeah. So, like, specifically, with, I have so many more than two because my brain just works in overload most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, right, what what else can I actually do? So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I totally get you. I'm kind of like, I'm a planner. You know what I mean? I need to have things set and stuff. I don't have mine. I have no, I have a notion what I'm going to do. But um, oh, yeah. uh, I, a lot of things, though, like, I have to plan. I think that's a Capricorn in me. Um. Uh, I'm a Gemini, so... Oh, yes. I think that might explain the different routes. I'm just like, I'm just everywhere. <laughs> um, I want to talk about your activism, your commendable activism. I think that um, anyone that follows you on Instagram will know that you share so many great posts and important messages that it really... It's just so commendable, and I just want to say, oh, thank you. I you know, no, I want to say thank you because there's so many of them articles that have met, like really I've read, and I'm like, it's changed my perspective on things. It has really educated me on so many different things. Like I don't know many Jewish people. I like you know, so like so in terms of that, in terms of all of you know, like feminism and all, maybe in meal. Mm. Of course, I want equal rights for women and stuff but like there's just so many things I just would not understood or heard about so I just want to say thank you you're very welcome yeah and I just want I kind of want to ask you though like why is it I don't share a lot of stuff and that is my choice you know because I just like don't like being on my phone it's that's I'm not one for social media at all I just don't like it really that much but you if if I was going to use social media I would want to use it like you you know what I mean and I'm wondering what makes you just like you you see these articles and you're like yes I'm going to put them in my story what makes you add to your story instead of just reading it like other people do um I think it's the there's I, I just have this kind of mental I think it's just like somebody somewhere even if it like you know somebody just randomly puts it on their story that are friends with me and then it gets to somebody else um somebody's gonna see it hopefully and it will either kind of educate them or help them in some way i guess um or make them feel not as either invisible or just more seen and hopefully help (laughs) 
Yeah, well, that's that's mm. exactly what I thought the answer would be because you're just an awesome person. So, um, oh, thank you. No, it's true though. You you should be. You're honestly, it's it's so commendable. I really am in awe of like your charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Um, oh my gosh! Thank you. <laughs> um, I am going to curve ball again here. Um, mm-hmm. and ask you, I. I hear that you, I, I basically you like roller skating, do you? I do. So, uh, this you can tell I can get my information from Leo, but like, um, <laughs> I'm I have never roller skated, never ice skated, never done anything like that. I am petrified. Please try and pr- why should I do it? Basically, that's what I want to know. And why do you like well. it so much? <laughs> Well, um, I hate roller, uh, not roller skating, ice skating. Oh my god, I love roller skating. You hate ice skating? I love. I hate ice skating. It's I, it's one of my fears. I used to do it when I, like with like brownies and stuff. Obviously during Christmas we go and like do roller skating. I went to like three of them and then I was like, I'm done. I don't. I never want to do this again. You're out. You're out of there. I am terrible at ice skating. Oh my god. <laughs> it's very embarrassing. But roller skating. <laughs> It's just fun, and you don't even need to be good at it. Like I'm, t- I'm pretty bad at roller skating. I'm not gonna lie, but I just find it like really fun and really free. Actually, you'd be surprising. You think you'd want to just kind of stay kind of still and not want to move about, just because if it does feel weird when you're first getting used to it. Um, if it, tips when you first start roller skating, if anybody wants to roller skate out there. Do it on carpet first because you get used to it's harder to slip over when you're on carpet and then slowly kind of make your way onto like a wooden surface or, or like gravel is really difficult. I wouldn't recommend gravel. So either like skate park, concrete or like wooden surfaces. It's very good. <laughs> oh my God, that's great advice. I've never thought to on carpet. Is that where you started on carpet? I did. Yeah, I started in my room because I got really bored one day. Uh, and I bought some roller skates, um, and then I just I just started pissing about in my bedroom because my mum like worked downstairs and she she works with the NHS. She's got more important stuff to do, so I just <laughs> didn't want to. I wanted to stay out of her way, but I wanted to like keep busy, so I just bought some roller skates and then just started doing it in my room. Oh, uh, and so then good. I slowly made my way outside. And so yeah. How long ago was this? Was this as a recent roller skating? excitement or oh it's very recent i think i started about late late july like okay shit okay yeah. like, go you it was really really recent yeah and like are you like roller skating like down the road now like, i see you like roller skating aldi or something oh i wish I, i'm trying to get to that point because but it's just like the road's so bumpy and worcester i can't <laughs> yeah it is and it's, it's quite should... a bit a wee bit of a hill down to you know it yeah, be a I bit... think I probably like catch fire on my way down, <laughs> just because of the hill. <laughs> yeah, the the friction. Oh my good god. Well, yeah. I don't know. Now I think the carpet thing has helped. I th- I do like the idea of you know, like roller skating and just like having the free. But I don't have like an afro to blow in the wind. I have you know very <laughs> short hair, and that's what I want. I want afro. I want like a, you know, like a cassette player like attached to my hip. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah, that's I the want, vibe. That's the dream. And I don't want to be wearing neon, but that's 
not how it's going to happen. It's going to be me wearing my basic shitty clothes with fucking <laughs> shoulder pads, elbow pads, knee pads in my fucking bedroom because I'm afraid to go outdoors. <laughs> oh, I mean, same. I only started going to like skate park once I got to Worcester because I have a friend that roller skates as well, one of my old flatmates. So we go roller skating just together when there's nobody else in the skate park. Oh, yeah. You, you should make sure like it's free. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah. but Even though there's like one person that's just kind of doing it by themselves until they leave. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. No, seriously, you can't be risking clashing with someone. Oh, yeah, I'm so clumsy as well. So, roller skates. Roller skates is such a bad idea for me, but I was like, you know what? It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you before we started recording to think of something recently that has made you feel uncomfortable. This is a new thing. For uncomfortable where we're not doing the uncomfortable questions anymore we're doing a, a news article or something in that has made you feel uncomfortable in the last wee while please tell me is it um well i've got i've got kind of one for both okay <laughs> so um the news article recently um kind of it popped up on my feed again i saw it like maybe like last june but it popped up recently again because like courts obviously take months to do stuff um so it was i think it was this guy in i think it was around north london uh he was graffitiing like bus stops and bus shelters um saying stuff like oh i can't remember it was like um gay and jewish people were grey aliens like they're they're not human very much dehumanising gay and Jewish people and um, yeah and very much spouting some Nazi ideology and like um, bringing up like the Fourth Reich which if you didn't know Hitler obviously made the Third Reich so they want to I think he wants to bring that back in which you know, a bit concerning for me. Yes, you're not. You are the target market there for him, unfortunately. But um, yeah. <laughs> that's horrible. Um, I, I I haven't seen that article to be fair. Um, but yeah, do, do they have they caught this human? Like, is he? Do they know who it is, or is he just like, is it just a one yes. bus stop or multiple bus stops? Yes. Well, luckily, luckily, I'm actually quite. It came up on my feed. I think it was like today, yesterday, uh, because. The jury found him guilty and he's going to prison. I can't remember how long for, but um, yeah, they found him guilty, which made me happy. But also I read the article and I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's scary that there's people out there like that, isn't it, though? Because being gay or Jewish or both, um, you, you know, or even in any minority group, though, you just you have to be yeah. wary of things, you know what I mean? And... Whenever there's like uh, things like that, articles like that still, you know, in the press and they're coming up on your feed, and you know that's you said it came up last, you know, June there or whatever, and mm. it's still coming up now. You know what I mean? It shows like how persistent the issue actually is, and it like yeah, yeah, it it it's scary for us folk out there. <laughs> it is. It's very scary. <laughs> but I feel like when we have, you know like people like us too you know what I mean that are mm. you know you know who are able to speak about this sort of thing and you know, be proud of who we are and there's so many people out there it's great I think that's mm. 
you know, hopefully change can come, like, from that. Of course, there's always going to be the people, like yeah. the man that did that on the bus stop, but um, mm. the, the, there is hope. There is. You have to yeah. be the positive because there, the, there's so many people like him and mm. you just can't let him get the better of you. You know what I mean? But it, it's scary mm. as fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my dad used to tell me that progression was like, well, you know, whenever, like, Trump came on the TV or whatever, Mm-hmm. Um, my dad would be like, progression is like an incoming tide, you know? It comes in, but then, you know, it goes back out again. But slowly and progressively, it does actually end up moving a lot more forward than you think it actually would. Holy shit, time. I love that. Yeah, he, he d- he's a very strange man, but he comes out with very much nuggets of wisdom like that. So. Oh, my, like he, that needs to be on a t-shirt or something. You know what I mean? Like I, want, <laughs> I want that on a wee plaque in my room. Um, oh my gosh! I love that you describe him as a strange man. I love that. <laughs> um, he is yeah. a very strange man. Your <laughs> other thing? I do have my other thing. Um, so, uh, it's something that happened to me actually. Um, it was when this has happened twice since I've been in Worcester. Um, but I've just kind of been walking on the side. Once I was with a friend going off to like a prize, then the other I was just kind of walking to lecture like early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been catcalled on just by just outside like the uni gates, um, which made me very uncomfortable. Of course, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, it's not okay, but it, thank you. Yeah, that is. Uh, and thank you for picking something so personal you really didn't have to and like um wh- whenever this happened did that like I, I can imagine that obviously it- it's you say it's ha- it happened twice you say yeah mm. yeah and yeah so. I'm presuming it's it's not coming from a female or someone who doesn't identify as male yeah, uh, okay, it definitely came out of a van, obviously, they normally do, Yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah, you can see kind of these guys kind of just looking at you as they go past after they've, like, showered, whatever, or honked their horn or whatever, so it's like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna walk a bit quicker now and put my head down, because I don't want to get snatched. <laughs> yes, oh my god, yeah, and, you know, what you say there, like, just even, if that person drove past, and just honk their horn I find like and I don't know I just want to see what, how you feel I think you will agree with me when I say this in that like even just doing that is a form of sexual harassment even if you just honk the horn like oh, yeah, he is making like a, you know I, and I to be honest whenever I first like heard that I was kind of like is it and I'm like like, you know, I was kind of being a bit naive and mm. was, like, so uneducated. And I was like, of course yeah. it is. Then I just had this moment of, like, yeah, if it involves <laughs> a person feeling uncomfortable, it is harassment. Yeah. Like, in any sense yeah, of it. Yeah. So whenever they're, you know, you know, it's more than just honking the horn. Mm. You know, it. it's just, it's just unbelievable that, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I would love to know what, so these people that are, this men for the most part that are doing you know like uh, what their lives are like you know what I mean like what is going on with them that they I, I really hope mm. that they're either 
miserable or you know like I just don't get it like I would want to see their home life and under maybe hopefully understand maybe they have no friends nothing that's maybe they're out like you know they're bullies and yeah definitely I, I just I see it's just always like it's I think it's, it's just you know the way I am and I want an explanation for everything like mm, um but I just think I'm gonna get one of course I'm not these people are <laughs> just fuckers that just, it's just fuckers in the world like that and I think it yeah. definitely stems from like a sense of insecurity and obviously toxic masculinity and not feeling masculine enough so they feel the need to dominate and show their power as men by making as many like women as uncomfortable by doing stuff like shouting at them from cars for literally just existing I remember it was like eight in the morning I was on my way to lecture and I was wearing like trousers and a jumper and I had my hair like just up and I still got it and I was like okay this isn't it's never about what obviously it's never been about what I'm wearing but it's mad what they will sexualize and try and have power over mm-hmm. yeah mm. and it it's just like you know as I say unbelievable but I am going to lighten your mood just slightly by saying about men you were saying about the toxic masculinity thing and the you know the they're very fragile whenever their masculinity is threatened and i was working in the bar i work in and one of my colleagues was like um it just made me laugh because she was like she's there's these lads and they were really rowdy and they were spilling drinks and stuff and we were getting really fed up with them and mm. she was see like seeing them they were putting their arms around each other and she goes like we uh she's gay herself and um, she was like, you yeah. know, men just get so fucking gay when they're drunk. <laughs> I was like, Literally. what? What do you mean? And then she explained it. It's it, like so fucking true. Yeah. Because well, they can't. They can't feel like they need to present like friendliness because they think it's yeah. gay when they're sober. So when they're drunk, obviously, all of this comes out. Like straight men are the gayest people I know. Honestly, <laughs> I swear they are all just always like, l- like I was talking to one of my f- like my my old flatmate who's one of my friends, and he was talking about like a conversation that he was just having with another guy that I know, and apparently they just send each other dick pics for fun. <gasps> what? And I know, I know. I was like, you are straight men. Straight men are living on a different planet. I swear. I oh, swear. Shit, that is amazing. I know. I'm like, oh my god. I, I am and shocked. I need a minute. <laughs> I know. I, they just, he was just like, yeah, I just get pictures of his dick like all the time. And I'm like, oh my god. What are they comparing size or something? Well, one picture would do it, would it not then? You get a gra- grasp of the size. Oh, well, I don't know. Honestly, I. Straight men, honestly. <laughs> but um, but what I was gonna say was um. Sorry, was, I dictate you off. No, that. don't. It was. I'm fucking glad you did. That's amazing. <laughs> um, it was that like my my friend at work, uh, my colleague was like, uh, and she said that, and then she basically explained that she thinks that 
because it's kind of what you were saying there that um, men whenever they're sober don't want to show that they have a feminine side in them as well because whenever I, what I associate with femininity is loving and caringness and as long as well as everything else but women are just so much more like able to be emotional and just like not you know ashamed of their emotions which I love yeah. and man I hate that you know it's associated with you know men that they're you know Stoic. yeah and the whenever it, it kind of breaks you know they eat they show love and affection towards their friends as you say friendships and yeah. whenever they're drunk and they just become so gay <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, yeah I... god yeah, I, it's mad indeed i can't believe we're i'm just i'm still processing all that i just like where we went from <laughs> from the start of the conversation to the graffiti to that i just that was the quick <laughs> tw- like fucking 10 minutes of roller coaster a fucking roller coaster well izzy i want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming to my podcast <laughs> it is honestly been one of my favorite ones i have had a great time oh, you're very welcome thank you so much oh, uh, thank you i will have oh, you back on i will have you back on at some point in the future oh, please do anytime oh thank you <laughs>